Hi, my name is Dr. Manoj Krishna, and in this podcast from the Human Wisdom Project, we're going to explore how the intelligent mind can respond to the challenge posed by coronavirus, including all the anxiety it causes. At the end, I'm going to leave you with six tips for you to consider. You can find out more about the Human Wisdom Project and the Human Wisdom app at humanwisdom.me. We do live in extraordinary times, don't we? The COVID-19 pandemic is sweeping the world. The actual number of people infected and the death rate remains unclear. Beyond social distancing, washing hands and taking simple precautions, there's little we can do. Panic buying has hit supermarkets. The financial markets are in a tailspin and many people's livelihoods are threatened, particularly in travel, entertainment and hospitality. No one knows how the pandemic will end. There are scary projections by experts in terms of the number of people who will be infected and die as a result. How can an inquiring mind respond to this challenge with intelligence? Every challenge we face also presents us with an opportunity to understand ourselves and how our mind works. We can do this by observing our reactions and then exploring what lies behind them. This understanding awakens in us an inner intelligence, and this intelligence then allows us to deal with the challenges we face much more effectively. Let's begin with the facts. In a world with 7.5 billion people, there are at the time of writing on the 16th of March 2020, about 160,000 cases and 6,400 deaths. 80% of people infected will have minor symptoms. Another 15% will feel really unwell and 5% will need to go to hospital. About 1% will die from the disease and it will affect mainly the elderly. There is no vaccine and no treatment at present and we don't know how seriously we need to take this. People are naturally frightened. The more we read, the more frightened we become. We start having dark thoughts about the future, about our livelihood, our own health and our loved ones. We worry about falling ill or even dying from the disease. We can become really anxious. Perhaps it is worth exploring the nature of fear and how we can respond to it with intelligence. Today it's the coronavirus Tomorrow, it may be something else. And what we can learn today can be useful in dealing with other fears that we will face tomorrow. When we look at ourselves and how our mind deals with this problem, we realize that we struggle to live with uncertainty, with not knowing what's going to happen. That uncertainty creates a space for our imagination to fill. And we know the human mind usually looks at a situation and thinks of the worst possible outcome. So how can we deal with this uncertainty? Perhaps acceptance is the key, hard as it might be. Can we live with not knowing what may happen and make our peace with that? There are so many questions that we don't have answers to, like not knowing if we will get infected with the coronavirus or if there's life on other planets and so on. If we can accept uncertainty and be comfortable with not knowing, 
we can avoid the anxieties caused by the many wild imaginings of our thinking. If I am worried about something, I keep churning it over in my thinking like a dog with a bone. Each time I swirl it round, I think of a new angle to worry about. Forget coronavirus. What if I have a heart attack or stroke? Will there be enough intensive care beds, for example? It can keep me up at night, and the less sleep I get, the less able I am to deal with the challenges of the day. I also realize that all my worries are in the future. If I actually look at my life right now, it may be okay. I'm quite healthy. I don't have a fever or a cough. I can step outside. It's spring and the daffodils are out. Life is beautiful in the spring sunshine. Reminding myself of that seems to bring me back to this current moment and the life that is for living right now. There may, of course, be real challenges to deal with. I may have lost my job or be caring for a loved one who's ill or, for, or fallen ill myself. To face these challenges, I will need all my energy and intelligence. If I can be present in the present, I can do that much more effectively. Problems generated by my fears, on the other hand, have no solution because they have not yet occurred so my worries never go away, and they just seem to wear me down. I see that fear makes me think and behave irrationally. I'm not aware that I'm doing so. If I'm challenged, I will find many arguments to justify my behaviour. Before I know it, I'm in a panic and stockpiling items from the supermarket, even though everyone is saying this is not necessary, and that leaves little for others in real need. When I look honestly at myself, I learn that fear makes me even more self-centred than normal, and I seem to lose all consideration and compassion for people outside my immediate circle. I would never admit that, however, even to myself. Having understood all this about fear, how can I respond to the current challenge with intelligence? The first step is to realize that I am worried and anxious. That may not always be obvious and it may just be expressed in my behavior. I may want to talk about this all the time with others or buy things I do not need or keep surfing the internet, churning over the news. The second step is to accept and not label this fear as good or bad or justify it as necessary. The crucial third step, which awakens an inner intelligence, is to ask what lies behind that feeling of anxiety and what I can learn about myself from exploring it. Here are six ideas to consider from my own inquiry. Number one, I write down all my fears and ask myself how likely they are to happen. I then divide them into three groups. The first group lists all my fears which are just a product of my imagination. That the world as I know it is going to end, for example, or we're going to run out of medicines and food. In the second group are fears that are real, but which I can do nothing about and just have to accept. I have to accept, for example, that despite my best efforts, I may get infected, and it is more than likely I'll be fine if that happens. As soon as I can completely accept 
things that may happen in the future, my anxiety seems to melt away. The third group are my fears that I can do something about. For example, I may get stuck if I travel somewhere so I don't travel, or that I may pick up a bug from the schools I'm visiting next week so it seems sensible to cancel those engagements. Number two, I realize that all my fears are in the future and actually in the present moment I'm fine, so I go for a walk in the spring sunshine. I write down all the things I have to be grateful for. It's a long list. It's a beautiful day and a joy to be alive right now. Number three, when I look back at my life, I see that very few of my fears actually came to pass. And I think this one will also pass. Everything passes in the end, as we know. So much energy is wasted in worrying about things that will never happen. Number four, I realize that the constant thinking and reading about the problem is just filling my mind with more fear and anxiety, so I stop. I get on with my life based on the best advice available and keep up with the news perhaps once a day. Number five, I notice how my fear is making me behave irrationally. I'm not critical of myself for that, but just observe that and ask myself, is that intelligent? That question usually leads me to changing course and doing the intelligent thing, whatever it might be. In this case, I resist the temptation to stockpile items from the supermarket and have much more consideration for others. And lastly, number six. This one may seem like a very strange idea initially, but please walk with me as we explore it. Can we meet stress and anxiety without thinking? I see that all my fears are based on thinking, and while that's essential, I also see that the constant thinking about things is generating anxiety and worry and leaving me worn out. On my walk, when I looked at the daffodils with complete attention, my fears temporarily dissolved, and I realized that when I pay complete attention to something, I stop thinking. I also discover that if I can meet my fears in the same way, with complete attention and without thinking, they dissolve as well. When a fear rises in me, I pay attention to it and don't start thinking about it. I then tune into my breathing and let the fear continue to rise in me without escaping. I accept it completely, but don't react to it at all. I just observe it. I don't even name it as a fear. I just stay with it. I notice that my mind goes quiet when I pay complete attention to anything. And if I can do that to my fear as it rises in me, it dissolves as well. Try it and see. Please don't accept anything I say without checking for yourself if it's true. After all, we share the same mind, you and I, and the nature of fear is the same in all human beings, so we can explore it together. Stay well and look after yourself. This too will pass. You can find out more about the Human Wisdom Project at humanwisdom.me. The Human Wisdom app has 59 modules to guide you in a step-by-step -step manner to discover your own wisdom 
which can be life-changing.